0: Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. Starring Annabelle Fisher. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hi, Scott. It's great to hear your voice.
1: I'm very good. Thank you. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing terrible.
1: Oh, are you? Yes, I I I didn't realize that. Why is it so (laughs) terrible?
0: I've just been struck with all this anxiety. Like, what if I screw up the beginning of our show? What if I don't ask intelligent questions? What if I cough in the middle of something really, really important that you're about to say? Uh, just all these things are running through my my mind of all these things I can do wrong, <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> so think? concerned, and and it's just causing my body to just shut down and get really tense, and and I just don't know what to do.
1: Hmm. Well, I I know that you're a professional at this, so I'm curious to know when this started, Scott, because you're a very proficient interviewer and you're usually uh, very calm and confident.
0: It started right after we decided on today's topic.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry that I got you anxious talking about that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and I'm wondering if any of our anybody listening has uh, any doubt as to what today's topic might be.
1: Yes, it's funny you saying about um I'm feeling so anxious that I might um muck up a question or I might cough because I was talking to a really good friend of mine in the States last night and uh, she mentioned that she had been asked to sing um, the American National Anthem it was a couple of years back at a baseball game wow. and she's an eft ear as well and so she said that her immediate response was this is, the Star Spangled Banner is something that I, uh, were taught at school, I hear it regularly I know the words or I should know the words, this is the kind of thing I'm probably actually going to forget the words to. Um, so it, uh, she, she was very mindful um, that something that probably would you, in, in a relaxed state would come very easily and comfortably may be, there may be a problem and she may uh, forget uh, where she, the lyrics or what, where she was in the song. So she actually used EFT on that and, uh, and felt reassured that the words would come easily and the song would flow and, and all the rest of it. But it's interesting how we can become very anxious about certain things, particularly things that at one time in our life could have been very easy and natural.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. Well, and also there's such a difference between thinking of all the things that can go wrong and just not really thinking about it all and just sort of starting
1: Yes and and I think when when uh, one does start there's an ease about that too and um and not not spending too much time working through all the downfalls and possibilities and concerns uh when we just start something it's not necessarily hoping for the best it's just having a, a
0: different uh, perspective on it right and so social anxiety, which is I, uh, which I, I want you to kind of define, and also like panic attacks, are the, really kind of the two topics that we want to address today, because so many people are are uh, you know they're, they're really just uh, panicking about all sorts of stuff that's going on in their lives, and and I don't want to say blowing it out of proportion, but creating such a huge Concern that it it becomes paralyzing, and and that's kind of defeating the purpose of doing anything, right?
1: Yes, I mean certainly it's not blowing it out of proportion because for those people in that moment it's very real. It becomes the the biggest priority for them. Um, so it seems at the moment i'm working with a number of clients on what they they term social anxiety. Um, so what this means uh, what my understanding is from the the experiences that they have presented to me is they could be perfectly relaxed and comfortable and at ease um, around certain people. Often that's uh, very close family members or close friends, and yet if they're put in another situation, um, it can be the trigger of causing, uh, to use your word, paralyzing anxiety. The anxiety is so... High that so many side effects could happen, so uh, for example to use to use the uh, example I gave just now, uh, we forget our words or our mind goes blank, or we have a physical response uh, such as shaking or feeling nauseous, or uh, as though our legs are turning to jelly or dizzy, which of course is the body trying to protect us, saying no, supporting us. Um, So, there is a real polarity going on because this isn't a continuance. Um, As I say, at certain times during the day, the person can feel quite at ease and supported uh, by themselves and those around them, and then in another situation can feel totally unsupported and, to, to use the phrase that I often hear, out of control.
0: Wow. And that can just can it happen just any time for any reason, or is it it can happen all the time or
1: yes, I mean it's it's my experience. it seems to be a build up, so people are put in situations that um are potentially anxiety provoking but of course depending on what's going on in other areas of their lives this can be impactful or not impactful um, just as anything with our life I mean you and I could go somewhere I could I could have a strong response to something whatever that was frustration sadness fear and you you could breeze through it whatever it was um, and uh, this is what makes us unique and also of course a lot of it is determined by what's going on for us in our, our lives at that time. So if there are certain wounds that have been opened in the past that haven't been sufficiently healed, then um, we, what will happen is just a layering effect like I've talked to you about uh, the rain barrel effect. So um, more stress is piled onto old stress and so it builds up and at some stage it has to overflow. Uh, so um, something like uh, social anxiety or a high anxiety of any kind or a panic attack of course is simply the symptoms just as you and I have talked about we it's really important in EFT to d- differentiate between what the symptom is and then what the underlying causes so somebody's in a, a situation that may in the past have really not phased them or they might have thought oh y- yuck I feel a bit nervous suddenly um, after years of unresolved uh, stresses of some kind, that situation is quite threatening in some way and can be paralyzing.
0: Right, right. So how do they define social anxiety?
1: Uh, well, the way that my clients describe it to be is, uh, let me give you some examples, that they may be in a social setting, uh, and they feel that they clam up, so they have nothing to say, uh, they, their throat closes, uh, the words just won't come out. Uh, they feel an overriding need to leave a room which may be full of people, and that could be full of people they know, and some of mm-hmm. them they may know quite well, so it's much safer to be outside. Uh, feeling comfortable breathing air rather than confined in a space Uh, they could be situations where uh, they might feel a pressure upon them to perform in some way so for example one of my clients um, uh, is leading a supervision group uh, every week um, and he does that with a colleague and sometimes he's expected to do it on himself lead it himself Mm -hmm. and uh, he and I have worked through the anxiety of all eyes on him uh, with the students looking expectedly wanting and needing to learn new information and the pressure building within him to give him to cut to give them that information, to respond and give everything to them. Well, of course, this is all a belief, because he probably doesn't know exactly what they're thinking or what they're expecting, but there is that mounting pressure. And there's Uh,
0: nothing really worse than standing in front of a, a group of people, having them all looking expectantly at you, and having absolutely no idea what you're going to say. Yes,
1: I mean, it's particularly interesting with my client because he said he really feels the uh, the trapdoor in his mind shutting because uh, everybody looks and it's almost like he goes to open, or went, it's changed now, went to open his mouth and he said the ideas weren't there. I I know deep down that I know this information but there's just nothing in that present moment to
0: offer them. So yeah, so th- so what do you do in those situations?
1: Well, um, as always, we go back to the beginning. So I wondered if I could uh, mention uh, one of my clients. In fact, I've worked uh, with her three times uh, so far, and uh, she came. Uh, she called me with paralyzing panic attacks um, wow. that a- come on very quickly uh, last year um, and she had uh, she had quit work as a result and um, had had been going for counseling um, and the, the progress that she had made was ver- very slow so her life had become very debilitated um, so I went back to when the panic attack started and we actually worked specifically on that day and how the events had um, had ensued. Uh, we worked quite specifically through, um, I, I guess it was a period of about 30 minutes, using EFT, how she felt at every stage through that time, looking back. Um, and then, uh, so once she was able to look back at that particular event with ease, so it didn't chuck create any emotional charge, then we went back um, into what was going on in her life at the time. So the various stresses and strains of being a working mother of four children uh, and maintaining a household and so forth and, and supporting everyone and and uh, what that meant to her so we took it right back and it it was absolutely fascinating because uh, we had had two sessions and we've now had three but after the two sessions she was able to drive goodness I don't know quite the distance but I'd say 50 kilometers uh, to an event uh, to take one of her children to and back again um, and then come for her EFT session afterwards and she was able to go shopping in the mall uh, for some children's clothes and do various events that she knew there was no way she could have done any of that um, a few weeks ago so it really in, in going right back to the history and working through that all the pressures that had built up for her all the stresses it just created space Scott so her body had room to breathe and what it did was that space was created energetically was then replaced with hope and possibilities and confidence in moving forward and that's exactly what she's been able to do and her and her husband are about to go away for a mini break to the states um so th- these I mean these are great strides in just an, a couple of weeks.
0: Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yes, I mean I can't emphasize enough the importance of going back because a lot of people when they start addressing EFT um think I mu- I must work on what it's like for me now, so in other words the symptoms, but in actual fact with my client apart from some very general tapping that we did when we first met because she she started having a panic attack in in my um Uh, practice room, Um, apart from tapping then, um, I haven't actually directly tapped with her um, on what it's like to have a panic attack and all all the symptoms. We've just gone to the root cause and addressed all of that. And then as a natural byproduct, the symptoms are starting to ease.
0: Wow. And this is a a large, this is a problem that a lot of people have. I mean, it's a a big issue with Uh, with many people.
1: Yes. I mean, I'm not suggesting that many people, I mean, many people do have panic attacks. Um, I don't know that uh, a lot of people who experience stress um, experience panic attacks, but they do uh, experience different levels of anxiety, that's for sure, which, of course, limits their lifestyle incredibly and, uh, and sadly limits them uh, reaching their fullest potential and doing what they love as well. Um, and so, for example, I just worked uh, a 30-minute complimentary session uh, with a gentleman, and he said, I've had this underlying anxiety kind of bubbling away all my life. Well, actually, he said, I, I have this bubbling away. And I said, well, when, when do you recall it starting? Thinking that he was going to say, oh, a year ago or something. He said, do you know what? I've had it since I was a little boy. Now, that's a long time for the nervous system to be um, jingled and jangled, as I call it, and really hyper-extended. Um, and so it almost becomes natural to feel that way. Like a lot of people um, are quite naturally quite hyper um, and their adrenals are really burning out but they don't know what it's like to feel a, a, a natural level because that's the way they, they are so I've, I've got to get on and get going and it's the same with this bubbling level of anxiety that goes on there comes a time where that's almost normal that becomes the familiar and the base level yeah. so for for some people it's just oh well that's just the way I am Um, but what would it feel like to be free of that and to feel really confident and reassured? And I'm not suggesting calm in every moment because I'm not sure that as human beings we can be calm in every moment, but certainly calmer and feeling confident and reassured in our abilities.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And uh, what's interesting is... um, I was just doing a little bit of research before our, our uh, um, before our show and discovered that a lot of like so there's it's actually called social anxiety disorder SAD sad and one potential factor that's been identified in causing this is bullying and so we have you know lots of uh, you know it's a real problem in a lot of our schools and. Um, and yet, and it's usually something that happens early on. Which is, as I was listening to you talk about uh, this particular client of yours, I thought, well, this is really interesting. It's something he ha- has, he's had for a long, long time. And I wonder if he, uh, if you know, if he'd had, you know. And I actually think everybody kind of, you know, gets bullied at some point in time in school. I mean, that's just, yeah. We all, you know, when you're in grade one and there's a grade three, he's bigger. He wants something you've got. <laughs> you know, it's kind of yeah. You know, uh, I i I don't want to minimize it at all, but I th- and I think we also have the chronic bullying. But I think everybody has had that experience. So, as a result, we all have. Uh, what happens when you have that experience, according to a couple studies that they've done, is that it activates some of the genes in our body that are particularly sensitive to social situations. So. Uh, If you were in a bullying situation, then what your natural defense is, is to be really aware of what's going on, so that if a bullying type situation starts to occur again, I'm able to prepare myself or get out of there.
1: That's right. So the body goes into fight, flight, or freeze mode. Yes. Yes, and it uh, it seems... uh, in my experience with the people that I've worked with uh, that they have gone uh, into freeze mode uh, so uh, that their responses to uh, freeze in the moment or what it what it was like to go through whatever the experience was uh, so for my client who was supervising uh, he froze in kind of mental shutdown and couldn't recall what it was needed to be said to teach his students
0: Right. I'm wondering I what would happen, Annabelle, if we started an EFT, um, anti-social anxiety bullying uh, program in the schools.
1: Well, indeed.
0: Imag- imagine what would happen if we were, you know, we took a class and just, you know, had them all do uh, uh, something to relieve the anxiety from uh, that they got from being bullied or being in social situations as opposed to waiting till they're like 30 years older when they come and see you one-on-one.
1: That's right. And there are many uh, EFT practitioners um, or... EF- e- EFTers who are very keen who uh, are in the teaching field who have introduced EFT into schools for that very reason. Let's strike while the iron's hot and nip it in the bud. Uh, But I I believe it's essential to have somebody uh, who is proficient in EFT at a school so that uh, he or she could go into a classroom um, when something's happening and just ease that charge around it, Uh, any kind of sadness or anger or frustration the child is feeling uh, can be tapped away so that they feel reassured and confident again. And it's interesting that you say about uh, the research stemming, uh, uh, stemming from uh, the possibility of bullying. I mean, I've noticed that as a current theme with many of my clients, um, it does go back to, and it might not necessarily be at school, but it goes back to a time where somebody felt very pressurized by their peers. So with a gentleman I was working with earlier, he said, I always felt very shy at school and my peers laughed at that and they joked and bullied me as a result of it and then other clients I've worked with have described feeling very out of place at school um, and as though they didn't fit in and um, they've they felt as though uh, people were kind of moving around them and and functioning and and possibly even enjoying school, and they were just a a bystander watching it, not really fitting in. I've heard that from a couple of clients suffering from um, anxiety. Uh, So, yes, it's pivotal to go back to the start. What was it like in the first setting that uh, the person was in where they were surrounded by people? Was that an easy, safe, flowing Environment, or what, did it have challenges and difficulties?
0: Right. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think we all have challenges and difficulties when we go to a new school or when we start start a new school year, and just and, uh, you know, it's definitely not a uh, low stress time of year.
1: No, it's not. And particularly for children who, for whatever reason, have uh, ended up moving uh, from school to school a couple of times during their education. I mean, some of the clients I've worked with, and and I'm not suggesting that they... Uh, struggle with um, social anxiety, but I've heard it several times that they may have moved schools like 10 times or something like that throughout their education. I mean, at a time where children are growing and learning um, and developing, um, one of the most I'd have thought... um, frightening experience, possibly potentially frightening experiences, uh, that they could go through is starting afresh again in a new school, and then they might have to do it over and over again.
0: Right, right. Well, and I mean, I know, I went to through about uh, (laughs) almost a school a year at... uh, at certain, you know, as I was going through elementary and junior high, it was. Uh, it wasn't until I was in high school that I stayed at the same school for three years.
1: Yeah, so you can um, you can uh, resonate
0: with that, Scott, because totally, yeah. you experienced it. Well, and it's interesting listening to you talk because when I'm in a social situation, um, and there's let's say it's a room full of people, and there's ten people or twenty people or a hundred people, doesn't matter. After a certain period of time, I go away. Like I just like I got to get out of there, right? I need a break from all of these people. And I could be having the best time in the world, and I still need to, you know, get out of the. I got to get another room for a while, and I go outside someplace, find my, you know where I can be alone for a couple of three minutes, and then I go back in. and I'm fine. And <laughs> I've never bothered to see what would happen if I stayed and pushed the anxiety. But I just sort of feel it building up and, well, I've got to get out for a little while.
1: Yes, and, it, and it's when that becomes debilitating, of course, that, uh, th- that life becomes compromised. If somebody feels that they can never go to a social setting uh, because of the, the way that their body will respond to that situation, uh, then, then their life is put on hold.
0: Right, absolutely. So what can we do to help these people?
1: Well, uh, with EFT, as I say, go back to the beginning and start uh, uh, determining when it was that uh, I started to feel this way. Uh, so with my client uh, with panic attacks recently, uh, she, she w- it was easy for her. She knew exactly it was last year. Um, so we worked, as I say, on the particular event, but then we went back to the lead up to that. So, I mean, that could be anything from a week before the event to uh, a couple of years uh, because there's only so much uh, pressure and stress that uh, the body can take. So for her, that was her body saying, no, I've had enough now. Um, and for other clients I have, it could be something entirely different. So it, it could be, um, I don't know, something like chronic fatigue syndrome. It could be lower back, chronic lower back pain, something like that. Um, for whatever reason, for her, it was panic attacks. Um, so again, go, just go back to the beginning. What could have triggered this in the first place? And also uh, be an awareness is what I've noticed as well of um who was I and how was I living my life? Because a common theme I've noticed with uh, all these clients recently is um, they've told me in their particular way that they almost lost themselves. They, They felt at some stage that um, it wasn 't safe to be me, so it wasn 't mm-hmm. safe to be themselves for whatever reason so it wasn 't safe to be themselves in their marriage or in the workplace or in the family in general or with friends um, so they kind of disconnected to from who they they were um, and they created um, certain strategies to um, to to I I suppose, uh, ease themselves into the situation that they found themselves in, ease themselves into the relationship uh, that they were in. Um, And I often hear uh, comments like, I miss myself, um, or I I did miss myself, I, I, I became someone I wasn't and uh, if we're living a life that isn't congruent to who we truly are if we're not being authentic then that causes stress and of course this may be at a subconscious level Um, the person may not consciously think my goodness i'm not the person i was or i've morphed to become somebody else so i can fit into this current situation but subconsciously they know it and uh... the subconscious really does rule the show as you and i I've discussed. The subconscious is in the driver's seat. Uh, 95% of the thoughts we have are subconscious. Uh, So you can can bet your life that the subconscious is having something to say um, about this new way of being. Um, So there is an awareness there subconsciously, and uh, it it creates stress, uh, and therefore that can be triggered in any number of ways. As I said at the beginning, that may be somebody losing their voice and not having the confidence to speak, or forgetting the words that need to be said, or feeling they can't get up in front of a group of people, or be in a social setting. Whatever it is, they uh, there comes a time where their body uh, lets them know that continuing in this way is not serving them.
0: Right, right. Well, what's what the really good news of all of this is, is that you can do something about it. I mean, your, uh, your client that you only worked with two or three times and was able to drive when she couldn't before and, and uh, you know, really participate in ways that she couldn't before gives everybody a lot of hope
1: yes and uh, i mean to be clear again uh th- this did not take a lot of time as i say we'd had two sessions at that stage and i mean she was noticing wonderful things um I- I- in the house as well that she was doing things that she had been uh, afraid of doing just going in and out of shops sh- going to the shopping mall i mean that's quite stressful in of itself uh for many people um and sh- she went there and she went in and out of a couple of shops in the mall so um she, she, we had done two sessions, and and all these shifts started for her because we were allowing her to feel safe. And the beauty for me with EFT is we go back to the beginning, address what the the causes could have been, the triggers, um, and work through those, um, and of course inject a sense of forgiveness too, because no matter what somebody is feeling, whatever they're going through. Under the circumstances, they are doing their best. Um, so no matter how challenging the times are, it's not their fault. They're doing their best. And if that means needing to go to bed or uh, to stop talking or to get out of the room, they're still doing their best. Uh, so certainly to acknowledge that as, as they tap is very important.
0: Right. Oh that's wonderful. Well, it looks like we've come to the end of our time uh, again today, Annabelle, and it just went by so fast. I'm actually surprised when I look to see that half an hour has lapsed. Um,
1: Well, you know me, Scott. I can talk about anything related to EFT
0: for hours. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't, you'll just tap on it and then you'll be able to continue, right? Exactly. So if somebody wanted to know more about uh, EFT and the work that you do, Annabelle, what should they do?
1: They can visit my site, which is com. And uh, I've got a a whole bunch of resources on there, Scott. Um, I've got uh, articles and uh, videos and audios that they can listen to or watch or read. Um, Of course, please do sign up for my monthly newsletter in that um, I always have an article on a particular topic that has resonated with me recently um, and a tap along so you can tap and, and read the words and tap as you're doing so and um, I would love to hear from you so I offer 30-minute phone consultations we can discuss what your EFT needs are.
0: Wonderful, thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.